0: You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist, been helping people change their lives since 1996, broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. A couple of times over the years I've been asked if meditation is similar to hypnotizing yourself? My answer is always the same. It's the exact opposite. When we meditate we free ourselves from the state of hypnosis we've been under as a result of the thoughts that we call our baggage. Effectively from the age of about 12 or 13 onwards in the normal adult life we live in a trance state. This trance state is created and maintained on a day-to-day basis by the thoughts that your automatic pilot uses to enable you make it from one moment to the next and make it safely through the day. These thoughts are largely composed of what we generally call our baggage. The stuff that we learned when we were young and impressionable for better or for worse or in fact, generally speaking, for worse. You see, we're wired to make it through the day and one of the pieces of wiring that enables us to do that from an evolutionary perspective is the wiring that leads to our normally picking the negative pieces of our baggage to enable us to make it through the day. Picking the negative keeps us on our toes. If we were overly positive, we might become complacent. We probably would become complacent, or worse, we would actually say that all is well just as the tiger leaps from the bushes. You must remember that until you take charge of your own personal neural evolution, you are saddled with a mind that was designed for a completely different way of living and a mind that was designed simply for survival. As a result of the way the normal mind is designed, the normal person is living, if you could call it that, in a permanent trance state. This trance state tells the normal person you can't Do this. You can't do that. You can't move beyond your comfort zone. You can't do anything that would be too brave or courageous. It's a can't do state of mind. And again, the reason it's a can't do state of mind is you shouldn't be doing anything that would be adventurous, that would take you beyond your comfort zone. Because Seeking adventure seven or 8,000 years ago would push you in harm's way and might compromise your ability to survive. When we meditate, we break the trance. It doesn't mean that we break the trance once and for all because, say you started meditating when you're 50. Well, at that point you have... 38 years of trance state living under your belt and it takes a while for the trance to be broken. Most people when they start meditating contact me and say my mind is so noisy it's like as if I've turned up the volume of the thoughts that hold me back thoughts that squeeze me into my little box, the thoughts that keep me in my oh so uncomfortable comfort zone. And that is often the case. Consider what is happening when you start to break that trance state. You become aware that you have been living in a trance state. You become more aware of your own thoughts more and more aware of them than you could have been when you were living under their power and therefore very often when we embark on a practice of meditation the first thing that happens is we become more and more aware of our own madness it is indeed like somebody has turned up the volume on our own thoughts but that is not the first step on the road to self awareness. That actually is self awareness in the moment. Because now you know you are being led by the nose by your own thoughts. Let me clarify that actually, because you're not being led by the nose by your own thoughts. They're not even your own thoughts. They are thoughts that were planted there as the result of events that made you feel good or bad about yourself when you were young and impressionable. And as we said, more bad than good. So they're not your thoughts. They are a reaction that you had as a young and impressionable child to somebody else that did something to you or for you, somebody else that was living in their own trance state. As a result of that, the normal person lives in a world that actually does not exist. Oh yeah, it feels real. Oh yes, it triggers stress. And the physical effects of stress are real. But actually, the world created by our trance state is a work of fiction. And it's a work of fiction that's on a loop a work of fiction that replays itself every single day of your adult life until you turn it off turning it off takes time i just got an email from somebody before i sat down to record this saying that they are meditating every day they are becoming more and more mindful but they have, and in inverted commas, a wee bit to go towards the promised land of being in flow most of the time. We all have a wee bit to go, but we all need to go that wee bit every day. We all need to take the little steps forward that even when we don't think we are seeing progress in how we behave or our daily lives. Every little step that we take every day by way of practicing our meditation leads to daily progress in the piece of equipment between your two ears. Every time you meditate you further engage and further enhance the key parts of your brain that enable you step outside your comfort zone effortlessly that enable you take yourself off the leash that your thoughts have had you on. That will, over time, enable you let your trance state evaporate. Consider how our thoughts hold us back. Consider how we trip ourselves up with our own thoughts and they're only the thoughts that in the normal course of our everyday lives we're aware of you know the the thoughts that we say to ourselves when we do something and we say to ourselves oh I wish I hadn't done that or oh god I shouldn't have said that but now I've said it I can't take the words back or do people think I am stupid or "Are, are people ignoring me These thoughts going through our head every day are the thoughts we're only aware of. But we have a load of other thoughts going through our head that are spinning through our head subconsciously and we're not aware of them at all. I was talking to somebody a little earlier today who told me that he could be sitting, relaxing and suddenly he would start perspiring and suddenly he would become anxious and he couldn't even say if he had been having a negative thought or paying attention to a negative thought before this anxiety crept up on him. And as I said to him, The vast majority of the 70,000 thoughts that are swimming through your head every day are swimming through your head subconsciously, feeding the machine, feeding the automatic pilot, enabling the automatic pilot to keep you safe to get back into your little bed tonight without having done yourself any harm. This is all happening subconsciously and even If the thoughts were positive thoughts, and as I said a few minutes ago, there's years and years of psychology that has established that we are always predisposed to selecting the negative over the positive thoughts from an evolutionary perspective, from a survival perspective. But even if the thoughts were positive, they still have divorced you from the reality of the here and now. So therefore, when my friend who sits there relaxing and suddenly becomes anxious, even when he is sitting there relaxing. He's not sitting there relaxing in the way the mind will enable you flow when you stop paying any of your attention to the thoughts that have you in a trance state. As I said a minute ago, this trance state is a can't-do state of mind when we break that trance, even initially, even right at the beginning, when we break that trance we realize, oh, I can do. And I, I, not only can I do the things that I would love to do, I can do the things that I thought would be uncomfortable for me to do. Because it was my trance state that made me think I would be uncomfortable doing the unthinkable I suppose. Things that we know we need to do to move us forward and things that we always find uncomfortable or somebody said to me a few weeks ago squeamish to do. Things that we would prefer not to have to do. But that preference of not having to do something we know we need to do again springs from this trance state. Oh we need to let ourselves off the hook. We need to let ourselves off the leash. We need to break that spell. We need to liberate ourselves and walk out into a world of opportunity and adventure that is actually and always has been before our very eyes. You can't see adventure. You can't see excitement. You can't see opportunity if you're living in that trance state. You're blinded to everything. You're deafened to everything. You're looking inward all of the time. Whereas, in actual fact, the real world, the outer world, is all around you. Feeding you opportunities all of the time that you'll only see when you open your eyes. Just let go, let yourself go. I know for starters, it can be difficult because your thinking mind isn't going to go away overnight. Your thinking mind thinks it's great. Your thinking mind thinks it knows best. In fact, it's your thinking mind that has been niggling at you for years saying, oh, you're not doing your best or you should do it this way or you shouldn't do that. Your thinking mind is a know-all actually it isn't, it's think all. It actually knows nothing at all. The bit of you that knows everything is the bit beneath your thoughts, the deep you, the inner you. The inner and outer you because the inner you is connected to the outer energy of the universe of which it is an integral part. If you want to listen to that sentence again maybe you should were part of something greater and there we were thinking in our trance state that little old you or little old me couldn't do any of the things that we would love to do. Couldn't live an effortless life in flow. Couldn't be a world leader in our little bit of the world. Of course you can. People often think that leaders are born often heard the expression, oh he's a born leader. We were all born leaders and then we had the ability to lead our own lives, knocked out of us, crushed out of us by the programs that we took on board when we were young and impressionable and the programs that we still use as adults to enable us make it through the day until we liberate ourselves and find that leadership within again. You you know, you're here to lead your own life. That's the first and most important aspect of leadership. You're here to lead the lives of those around you. There are people who are looking up to you. You know, if you have children, they're looking up to you. It mightn't feel like that some of the time, but actually they're watching you all of the time. I often say to people on leadership teams, when they're walking around the office or walking through the production facility, They're watching you. They're always watching you. They may not be aware that they're watching you, but because you're in a leadership position, they're watching your every move. But as I said, first and foremost, surely you want to lead your own life. Surely you want to have a can-do life. And you know, a can-do life doesn't come at any price. I was talking to somebody a few days ago, and we were talking about the price that people have to pay in business for business success. And I said to her, no, there's no price to be paid. When you're in flow, when you turn up to the here and now, when you know what you're doing, and you know why you're doing it, it's effortless. It's like the really high-performing sports stars that you see. Who do things effortlessly a joy to behold you are a joy to behold you are effortless success all you have to do is turn up to the here and now and do what you have to do and know why you're doing it the effort in doing anything only comes from trying to do something through the fog of thought the effort of doing anything is because it's oh so difficult to do what you need to do in the here and now if you're meandering through the here and now in a trance state so divorced from reality that you haven't a clue what's going on you don't know what you're supposed to be doing you don't know why you're supposed to be doing it because your goal is to make it through the day I'm gonna pause for a moment and, and say it in much more simple terms. I'm going to quote Henry Ford who said, if you think you can't do a thing, you're right. And if you think you can do a thing, you're right. It's all about how you think. Not what you think, it's all about how you think. Uh, and that that's an important distinction Again, an awful lot of people, when they break the trance state and become aware of how noisy their own minds are, they begin to wonder where half of the thoughts in their head originated. They want to go backward to find out what happened to them in their childhood that they could feel so insecure or so needy. What happened to them that they can't seem to do what they know they need to do to live the kind of life they'd love? What happened to them? It doesn't matter what happened to them. And the reason it doesn't matter is, first of all, it's in the past. And secondly, whatever happened to them was done to them by somebody who was in a trance state too. There's no merit in going backwards. There's no merit in trying to unpick your thoughts. The only merit there is, is in letting your thoughts sit in the corner to the point where they'll eventually go away. And that, that's not a nice idea. Research shows that the more you meditate, the more you engage your subcortical brain, your doing brain, your being brain, the more you engage that, the more you get to the point where having restructured the subcortical brain and having enabled it to communicate in its component parts in a completely novel way, The way in which the subcortical doing brain then behaves precludes the part of the brain that has all these thoughts from getting involved in your life moment to moment. As a technical aside, the part of the brain that has what is known as these self-referential thoughts is the posterior cingulate cortex of the brain that part of the brain is effectively silenced when you tune up the parts of your brain that are your can-do brain so which would you prefer to exist in a trance state wondering what it would be like to be effortlessly happy and successful I'll use a phrase from one of my clients, wondering what it would be like to experience deep joy every day. Wondering what it would be like to be passionate about everything you do without a care in the world. Which would you prefer? To be in the trance state, wondering what that would be like. Not a, uh, Sorry, most people are in, in a trance state and don't even realise there's, there's another possibility because they're making it through the day. According to Harvard, 96% of people are in this trance state. Sure, we're all making it through the day together, and sure, we'll all be fine. And sure, you know, no one's died today, so you know we we'll live to fight another day. No, 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 no. It's not even living. That isn't. I'm not even sure if it's properly existing. Going along in this herd trance state. Question. I ask you again, which would you prefer? To live a half life, to exist and make it from one day to the next, longing for other things, longing for another life, longing for more happiness or success, longing to be unburdened of your cares and worries, or being carefree in flow, doing just what you need to do without ever thinking about it, knowing that you're doing the right things, doing them effortlessly, in the right way, at the right time, noticing opportunity, embracing opportunity, and by doing the right things in the right way at the right time, creating opportunity. The opportunities that will bring you further and further along in the adventure of the life in flow that is wonderful joyful deep joyful you see consider what I just said I didn't say that when you are in flow you'll be moving towards the life that you really really want I said when you're in deep flow you are having the life that you really, really want. Because it's not about a destination, it is about the journey. It's not about something off in the future, because the future never comes. What comes is the next now. It's all about being present, in flow, carefree, effortlessly doing what you need to do now. And that is the power of meditation. Because meditation, like life, is a now thing. Meditation enables you turn up body and soul to the here and now. Mind, body and spirit to the only place in time where you can do what you need to do and live your life to the full, the here and now. What quantum physics tells us the only place in time where the universe actually exists, vibrating energetically in and out of existence, one moment to the next. When we meditate we tune our own energy in to that universal energy flow. When we meditate we actually tune the electromagnetic pulse of our own brain into the electromagnetic pulse of this planet. We literally tune ourselves in to the flow of the real world that is happening in the here and now. Now, as I've said before, some people will say to me, Oh, I can't meditate. If you can breathe, you can meditate. Meditation is the most natural thing going. Some people have hang-ups about meditation. They say, Oh, it's a spiritual practice. and I'm from a different religion. That's all nonsense. Meditation is the only scientifically validated way we have of tuning our minds into the here and now. It is the only scientifically validated way we have of engaging the most important parts of our mind in our own life. And what studies in meditation have shown is that these parts of the brain, before we meditate, are totally disengaged from our lives. Imagine Not being able to focus because the focus part of your brain was switched off when you were 13. No wonder it's difficult to get what you want out of life. Meditation switches that focus part of the brain on, what cognitive psychology calls the central executive for the attentional spotlight. But that's only the conductor of the orchestra. The real action when you meditate is that you restructure the doing brain as I described it earlier on. The insula, the amygdala and the hippocampus. The subcortical brain. The part of our brain that enables us to do what we need to do at the right time, in the right way. The part of our brain that could be described as our knowing, feeling, gut instinct or intuition. The part of our brain that silences, the thoughts that hold us back. What are you waiting for? If you haven't meditated today, when you finished listening to this, take a few minutes, sit down, close your eyes, and take a few nice, long, slow, deep breaths and tune yourself in, mind, body spirit if you're out walking listening to this see feel hear smell and taste where you are immerse yourself your five senses in the here and now because when we immerse our five senses in the here and now we unleash our sixth sense that knowing instinctive intuitive you that is part this wonderful universe of ours that sixth sense that will enable you dance through life in the here and now do the right things in the right way at the right time creating the right opportunities for yourself to ever move forward I think you're much safer in that state of mind than in a trance state. I think your life is going to be much more of an adventure than the alternative when you're drugged up to the eyeballs by your own thoughts. It's time to wake up, it's time to tune in, it's time to live your life to the full and there is no time like the present you've been listening to to succeed just let go to get involved join me in my facebook group strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit www.willie-